Hey, welcome everybody to our third episode of the Voices for Blogging podcast. Tonight's a special episode. This is kind of our little express episode, NFL Week 7 Picks. We just kind of want to go through some of our thoughts for this weekend's games. And uh, hopefully it provides some insight and hopefully we continue on our hot streak. Um, You're on Royce, a hot streak. <laughs> how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm I actually well. I take that back. I'm not actually doing that great. I'm on a I'm on a lukewarm streak. Hey, we're five and two. We're okay. <laughs> we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I think my picks this week will be better. All right. Well, what are what are certain games you're looking at uh, so far, just for a week? Not not necessarily your bets, but the ones you were considering going into uh, this week when you're looking at all the lines. Oh, uh, I looked at a bunch of games. There's a lot of pretty tight games I think that uh, you know could go either way actually and I think the the spread reflects that I mean there are a number of games that were you know minus one basically or mm-hmm. maybe a field goal so I, I think there's going to be some competitive I mean there's definitely going to be some competitive games this weekend mm-hmm. and the ones that I actually started looking at uh, were actually the games where primarily I think the offenses are going to be overmatched for the other team's offenses uh, mm-hmm. Typically, I don't like betting on big spreads, but mm-hmm. you know, in mm-hmm. this case, especially with teams that are really good and you know have a pretty good offense and pretty decent defense, mm-hmm. uh, especially against a team that is not as competitive, like not as competitive offensively, and maybe their defense mm-hmm. is as good. You know, I think there's a chance for for blowouts there. So mm-hmm. that, that's where I'm you, kind of looking at. So you're you're talking specifically about that Buffalo New York Jets game, aren't you? Mm-mm. Actually, I'm staying <laughs> away from that game. <laughs> so and, and I would have I would have uh if they had even kept um well no I am just going to stay away from the game in general. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't trust. I mean I mean as a whole double digit spreads in the NFL they they don't usually go well uh if you play the favorite. Uh, yeah. and then and, and the rest of the time if you're playing the underdog you want to puke the whole time you're watching that game. Because all you're doing that whole time is holding on to your ass. Because yes. you put you're, money, you put money, you put money behind a loser. You know, it's just like in this case, you're gonna put money behind Joe Flacco and Frank Gore. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't do that. Yeah, you're, you're basically. I mean, you start the game down two touchdowns already. <laughs> right. You know, like right. if they score an early touchdown, now you're down twenty-one. Right. So I mean, I I was looking at that game, and my angle on that game was this is a this is a get-right game for a Buffalo. Uh, this is a, a couple games in a row where they haven't looked very well. Haven't yeah. looked very good. New, New York's in in the process of completely clearing out, cleaning house. Uh, you know, letting Le'Veon Bell go, and you know, supposedly more of the guys that are on the roster now are the guys that the current GM and Adam Gase want around. Uh, I don't know what that means really, because it's not like Adam Gase's record is uh, you know that sterling really when it comes down to it. Uh, probably one of the most overrated coaches in the NFL. But I, I think the strategy I like most of the time with these double-digit spreads is to look at the first half. You know, last last week that I did that with Miami. I didn't want to I didn't want to make that my pick last week. But, you know, th- that was the thing where uh, I played that on the side. I played the first half. And in the end, it didn't matter. They actually covered their double-digit spread. Yeah. But uh, I agree with you. As a whole, those games are kind of stay-away games. Like, the Patriots have had 17, 14, 15 point spreads a lot in the last five years. And if they covered, they barely covered. Like you're holding on your butt to the very end. I mean, you're right though. There's so many games that are in the two to three to four range um, this week. You know, you look at a lot of uh, 
a lot of division games now. We're, we're getting to that point where we're going to see a lot more divisional type games and those games tend to be a little tighter. Yeah, uh, and then, because they know each other so well. Yeah, and then there's one game that I could not, no matter how much I, if I even wanted to, but I don't, I would never <laughs> bet on is the Rams Bears game. Uh, I, you know, I, I think that game was completely meant for you or Monday is a night. Double double whammy, stay away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you stated your theory in, in our last episode <laughs> that you just should never bet on teams you follow, nope. um, and so the Rams and the Bears uh, completely qualify for you know, that, you know, those kind of characteristics of a teams you follow. Um, but if you had to pick a winner in that game, who would you pick? Gosh, if I had to pick a winner in that game, I would probably go with, I think, Chicago. The defense seems like it's pretty good. I mean, the Rams haven't had, other than their offensive games against, like, bad teams, yeah. they haven't really moved the ball that well. Uh, and Chicago's defense is pretty good. And with, like I said, with Nick Foles, Headed to the Super Bowl, man. Do you think there's a shrine in the Bears locker room for Nick Foles <laughs> like there was in Philly? Like, you know, kind of like a Serrano, Joe Boo kind of <laughs> shrine in there? Dude, I don't man. know if there is, but it's going good so far. I mean, the dude's not Russell, Russell Wilson magic, but the dude's got some magic. Like, he's, he's, got, he's, he's got something. Like, he, can throw, he can throw the football. I mean, he was good in Philly when he was starting, and then he was good when he came back, right, obviously. I mean, he, he, he can play. Um, and he, he might be the most solid quarterback the Bears have had uh, in a long time. I mean, I think Jay Cutler is probably the most talented, but mm-hmm. uh, he was just pretty erratic, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Foles puts the air under the ball really well. He's really good about throwing it out there, throwing guys open like you talked about last time. Uh, you know, and he's leadership. You know, I think the rumors that the Philly players liked him better than Carson Wentz, probably true. Probably yeah. true. And it probably it, it also helps that he won a Super Bowl for them, but you know I mean just he he it seems like he wins over the locker room pretty well uh, everywhere he goes um, recently anyway. Yeah. But, uh, is that the debut of your dog by the way on this podcast? You you want to introduce your dog? Uh, there's two. Uh, they're both they both play off each other. One is a one is an angry angry little lady, and the other one is just mm-hmm. a. A young pup. No. <laughs> so it, might, it was probably both of them. That's um, a lot of feist, that's a lot of feistiness in one house, man. Yeah, what well, one's name? Uh, the the girl's name Leilani, and mm-hmm. the boy's name is Jasper. Nice. So ja- Jasper's my buddy. That's your dog. He's not my dog, but he likes to hang out with me a lot. Uh. <laughs> He's oh, our man. dog. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Much. All right, man. Let's get let's get back to the picks, man. You, right. you are you ready to kind of talk about the ones that uh, you're gonna go with this week? I am ready to talk about the ones I'm going to go with. So, like I said before, I mean, I was looking at a lot of games. A lot of them are going to be close. Uh, The one that I thought that, or at least my first pick that I thought that the team could really cover the spread is actually the Chiefs. You're going to do that nine and a half, huh? I'm going to do that nine and a half because even though it looks like it's going to be cold there, I still think that the Chiefs are going to score a lot of points. Uh, Mm -hmm. And even if they don't, I don't think the Broncos are. The Broncos can't put up points. They can't. They cannot put a point. I mean, their offensive is, is inconsistent. And the Chiefs have so many weapons, man. And regardless of whether they're going to run it on the ground, as they showed last game, or throw it through the air, I mean, they have too many guys. They have too many pieces that uh, make them really dangerous. It didn't take very long for Andy Reid to make the adjustment to the teams that are you know, trying to rush three and, and drop eight or rush two and drop nine. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it didn't take him too long to make that adjustment and, and just kind of show them, okay, guys, now – 
now we're ready. What are you going to do now? Like, it's kind of one of those things where when you play the Chiefs now, you, after watching last week, you're like, all right, so what are we going to do? You know, yeah. like, how are we going to stop the run? Are we going to live with these gashes? Are we going to live with these 12-yard, 15-yard gash runs? Well, I mean, the Giants did it in the Super Bowl against the Buffalo Bills. Thur- Thurman Thomas went crazy that year. That, that, that game where Bill Belichick famously rushed two and dropped nine in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, and Thurman Thomas had the day of his life, but they didn't score. They couldn't get into the, they couldn't get in the end zone. So, and when you look at the Chiefs' last game against the Bills, I mean, in the end, it came down to really a couple of Josh Allen moments, really, that blew that game open. You know, so they really could have been in the game if Josh Allen didn't show the tendencies and commit the mistakes he made last year. I mean, I thought I felt like I was watching last year's Josh Allen. Yeah. Not the guy I, who started the year pretty strong this year. He started the year pretty strong. Uh, I think what showed up in the last game was just his inaccuracies. Yeah, and his decision-making. Yeah, uh, he, which, he, which I think is which I think is also the same thing that's going to happen with the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, Drew Locke has a lot of the same tendencies, really. Yep. Uh, and they're coming off a big win, and young teams come for a big win. Sometimes they don't know how to handle that. You know, going into New England and, and beating the Patriots, yes, it's a much different Patriots team. But, you know, it's Cam Newton that just wasn't sharp. Cam Newton on that game, if he's on his game, that Patriots probably win that game. Yeah, no, I, I was, think so too. I think it's just coming two weeks off, barely practicing. It's the most fascinating thing that's happening in New England right now. Belichick, the guy who thrives on practice and work, they're not allowed to practice. You know, all the COVID issues they've had, they haven't practiced very much in the last two weeks, which is why I entertained. I entertained the Patriots game today. I entertained uh, possibly giving the two. I entertained the thought. But I, I just can't because I, I think that for this year, any team hit by COVID pretty hard, it's going to take about two weeks for them to recover as a team. I mean, I, I think the Patriots kind of showed that uh, just just because practice gets screwed up, travel gets screwed up. I mean, there's, there's a lot of timing on those offensive routes, Correct. right? Correct. And when you got a new quarterback, it makes it even worse. You know, and that's why like this week, I'm not going to touch the Raiders-Tampa game. You know, the, Raider, the Raiders are in a position where they already got moved out of the Sunday night game. So they're moved to the afternoon slot for Sunday. I, I, I'm guessing probably this game is probably not going to get played to Tuesday or Wednesday because um, there's a potential that the whole Raiders offensive line is going to be out for COVID reasons. Yeah. So, and we don't know, right? And this is the hard thing about doing this show on Thursday. We, we just, we won't know. So, you know, for, for the show, but even for kind of what my developing theory is about COVID right now is just not going to bet on teams that are affected by COVID. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to take them a game or two to get the get timing I think so. back and right, get game shape. Yeah. And, yep. and just get healthy and just yep. get healthy again. Uh, and you never know, you know, when, when it's, if it's the big offensive lineman guys, the bigger overweight guys that are getting hit by COVID, we actually don't know how hard it's going to hit them, right? Because just speaking generally about COVID, it's a comorbidity to have obesity. And uh, Trent Brown's a big boy. Trent yep. Brown's a very <laughs> big boy. So I hope yeah. I, I wish the best for everybody. You know, of course, that gets COVID. Uh, hope hopefully these guys aren't uh, don't get it seriously and they can bounce back and and get back to it. Uh, what else you got? So so one of your picks is the the Chiefs. Is that Jasper wanting to say hi again? That was Jasper wanting to say hi again. So yeah, one of my uh, picks is the Chiefs, and my second pick is the Sea Chickens. You're going Hawks. With, you're going to give the hook. I'm going to give the, the field the goal. Line, yep. The line. No, it's a hook. It's three and a half three right half, now. Yeah. You're, you're going to give the three and a half. I'm going to give the three and a half. So you got Chiefs minus nine and a half. Yep. 
and the Seahawks minus three and a half. Tell me about oh, the Seahawks game. Three and a half. Yep. I'm gonna ride dangerous, dangerous Wilson. Uh, why not the over? I'm, I, you know, honestly, I was watching the Cardinals play last week. I, I don't know if they're gonna score that many points. Um, that was my concern with that, actually. I mean, it's pretty high. It's 56. Although, but you... Yeah, although Seattle's defense hasn't been that great. I mean, I still... No, no, that's an understatement, right? Yeah. I, I still feel They've like... terrible. ...we get enough stops where... They, 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 you know, I... they, they have been... They've been giving up a lot of points and a lot of yards. Yeah, they're, they're playing the game where they're just going to outscore you at the end. They're going to win on the last possession. Yep. That's just kind of that's just kind of how they've been playing. Yeah. I, um, I just felt that... Just hoping for that big play on defense. Yeah. I just, I just felt that eight touchdowns, you know, especially if you're expecting the Cardinals to score, you know, like four, three or four, mm-hmm. that'd be possible. But I, I just think it's too much. I don't think they're going to score that much. I mean, I, at the same time, I do have to say, I believe both the Cardinals and the Seahawks are almost near the bottom in pass defense this year. I know the Seahawks are definitely yeah. near the very bottom. Um, and the Cardinals aren't that far behind. No, they're not. Uh um, you know, they don't give much to tight ends because that linebacking core, uh, the linebacking core for the Cardinals is pretty solid, along with Bubba, Buda Baker at safety. Yeah. Um, but as a whole, they give up big plays. I mean, I believe Seattle is at the very bottom in pass defense. And uh, and they don't have, I don't think they have the kind of speed sometimes that might, you know, that might make it hard for them to cover some of these Cardinal receivers. Yeah. So that's a that's a that's an interesting pick, man. That's a that's a that's a that's a strong move there. Uh, I I, I kind of thought if I played that game, I didn't pick that game. I probably would have steered for the over, looking for a game that's going to end somewhere in the thirties for both teams. Yeah, somewhere in that thirty-eight to thirty-four, thirty-three kind of range. When I looked at it, the teams that the Cardinals scored thirty points against, thirty plus points against, were teams that were not that great on defense. They did it against the Jets. They did it against. They did it against Cowboys. Right, but uh, that's they, my point. Yeah, she did that's it against, my point. Yeah, but that's my point, though. I, well, I think I think you're you're thinking of Seattle's defense's reputation versus the reality. <laughs> maybe maybe I am. Yeah, they're thirty second in the league against the pass, and I believe the Cardinals are thirty first. <laughs> I definitely. I believe <laughs> they're, 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 they're. Yeah, they're pretty bad too. I oh. believe they're both. They're thirty one, thirty two. If I if I'm not if if I'm not mistaken. But I mean, they they have played some pretty pass happy teams too, which the, the Cardinals can do. Seahawks, the Cardinals can. But I'm mean, I'm assuming they'd have a lot of practice against running quarterbacks, you know, in in practice. So <laughs> hopefully they'll be able to connect. They uh, they'll be able to uh, contain. What was, I can't think of his name off the top of my head now. Oh. You talk about Kyler. You talk about Kyler Murray. Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray. I mean, I think right now, you know, one thing to remember about Russell Wilson against the Cardinals, though, he tends to have pretty big games against the Cardinals. Yeah. I want to say there was a game in, a few years ago where he ran for almost 200 yards against the Cardinals. <laughs> like, it was, it was just a monster game. It was, yeah. if he didn't run for 200, it was like 180 yards, and he ran for like two touchdowns, and he threw for three more. It was an insane game. And I only remember that well because he was my fantasy quarterback that day. And no. like I want, I want to say, I want to say it was like fifty points that he got for me that day. Yeah. Then you should know. Then <laughs> it was somewhere around there. Yeah. Um. But that, you know, I mean, the Cardinals does a big win though for them on Monday night. You know, that's a that's a national TV game. Yeah, it was a hapless Cowboys team, but they did what they're supposed to do against a team that's junk. You know, that yeah. doesn't isn't playing well. Blew yep. them out. 
just dominated them and blew them out. Yeah. So here, here's the other thing. Here's the last four scores of the Seattle-Arizona games. Uh, they have been Arizona 27, Seattle 13, Seattle 27, Arizona 10, Seattle 27, mm-hmm. Arizona 24, and Seattle 20, Arizona 17. So they've all been low scoring mm-hmm. uh, and pretty, pretty close games. Hmm. So you're going to go with the road favorite giving the hook on the three. Yep. That's, that's a, that's, I think that's a strong play, man. That's a, that's, that's a stronger play than I could probably pull on that. I think maybe a two and a half, that three and a half. I just hate the hook on a three, the hook yeah. on a three for a team that likes to win games at on the last possession of a game. That that's, that gets pretty tough. You're ba- yeah, you're basically but, uh, betting on like one touchdown, one extra touchdown versus one extra field goal, right? That's kind of what it boils down to. Correct. Yeah. Be interesting. I mean, I, I think this is the weakest both teams have played on defense. I think that's where that's where I get stuck on. But I will say this: the last three games, uh, the Seahawks have had pretty higher end like over unders, like mid fifties or so and higher. They yeah. haven't hit any of them. Wow. Yeah, they didn't hit any of them. I don't think that. I think that. I think that Vikings game they didn't hit it. They got close and they didn't hit it because they started that game so slow. All right, it's all right. So Royce's two picks. Royce's two picks so far this week would be KC minus nine and a half and Seattle on the road. Both teams. You're going both. You're going two road favorites. Three and a half with the Seahawks and nine and a half with KC. Okay. Yep. All right. So the games I'm looking at. Um, I probably was looking at I was looking at four games, and I, I want to I wanted to whittle that down to a, to at least to two at the most I'll play three of them. One of the games we kind of talked about already. I'm looking at the halftime line for the Buffalo Bills, and right now the halftime line is at minus seven. I I really believe this is just a get right kind of game, like I was saying before for the Bills. I mean, yeah. you, can, you can hear the talking heads. They're saying, here we go, same old Bills, here we go. It's just going to – they're going to kind of drop. Everyone's so high on Miami right now because Miami kind of starting to feel like they're on a roll. But, you know, they're going to bring in Tua to play two weeks from now after the bye week. You know, and everyone's kind of seeing some of the tendencies that Josh Allen has had the last couple games, reminding them of kind of how reckless he can be with the ball sometimes. Uh, but I, I, I will have to say they, they are still playing the Jets. And, yeah. um, and it's not much of a road game. It's an in-state game, in-division game, and they're playing the Jets. I, I feel pretty comfortable giving a seven on that. I think that halftime score is going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 17 to 20, 17, 20 to three. So 17 to 20 for the Bills and three for the Jets. Yeah. Um, and then I can see the Bills just kind of slugging the way through that game. And it's going to be really tight on the game line. I will completely stay away from that game line. It has run up all the way now to 13. I believe it opened at 10 and a half. And it's up to 13 now. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Too hot. That was, too hot. A game, that was a game I was looking at too, obviously, just because it's, it is the Jets and right. our strong team. Or they have been right. a strong team this year. Right. But right. what concerns me is that the Jets haven't won a game yet. I don't think most of the times in general, NFL teams are good enough to win a game mm-hmm. or two, mm-hmm. right? Regardless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anything can happen on football in football on any given day. And in a, and in a division, in a division, in a, right? In a division game. You're talking with about Buff- this is a division game with Buffalo, you know, like I think their, their defense is good. The defense is solid. You know, is their offense as solid? Not they really. got weapons. I mean, they, they got have, weapons they have, though. They have weapons, but they have weapons. Stefan Diggs. 
Stefan Diggs is producing pretty well. I want to say Diggs is what third in le- third in the league in receiving yards. Yeah. Um, the big question. I jo- yeah, I mean, the, again, the big question is is Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Is he going to have enough to move the sticks, get right. first downs, and score? But I and think if there's a game, is if there's a game you want to show that and get back on track. I mean, this is a pretty. Oh, this is sure, actually yeah. kind of, This is a must win for the Bills in many yeah. ways. You know, they don't want to go to four to three. Four, they want to go to four and three after such after such a hot start. Um, yeah. And because I think if you lose to the Jets, you know, after the last two games that you've played, man, bad. things change in the locker room pretty fast. That is bad. And, yeah. Yeah, so I, I kind of feel like they'll come up on top. So that's one of my picks. Yeah, um, I think the first half pick is is a good bet because they're they're gonna have to come out and punch them in the mouth. And yeah, and I think they will. Yeah, I think they will because they want to get that running game on track. Uh, Boston Singletary haven't been able to really do that this year. They also haven't like really committed to the run that much. Uh, they're kind of just giving the ball to Josh Allen and showing him showing his kind of judgment is a little sketchy at times. I think they're going to use this game to reestablish the run, punch the Jets in the mouth, and, you know, they'll go up early, and then, you know, it will kind of fade towards the end. But I just don't see the Jets doing much. The other game I was looking at, this is where I might end up having four pits, is uh, I was looking at the Lions and the Falcons. Lions and the Falcons. Yeah. And, and the, the, the bait, I feel like the bait line in this game is the over-under. We just know, you know, we, we both of these teams have a propensity to start strong and come out big and then give up points in the second half. Yeah. So all, all that says, play the over at 55. But I feel like that's bait. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I can't take the bait. I, there's no way. And that, that, that's what's going to stop me from having three, three bets this week. But I will say I did like what I saw with Atlanta last week. And I, I do like what I'm hearing coming out of, you know, there's a lot of reports about Raheem Morris kind of not being as much of a player's coach as Dan Quinn was, uh, putting a little more pressure. Um, you got the owner of the team putting pressure on Matt Ryan. Uh, and they responded pretty well last week. Yeah. They still have good pieces. I mean. They got, they got studs. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? You know, it's a, uh, Detroit's not good against the pass or the run. So Todd Gurley can have one of his one of his four great games of the year, and then yeah. do nothing do nothing for the other twelve. You know, I think I think he's going to have a big game. They're going to use him out of the backfield as receiver, and run and and all the wide receivers are back. Calvin Ridley is on fire this year. Yeah, he, he is. is. He definitely he is. is. How do you, how do you how do you guard against them? Like how do you defend them? You know, your number three is Russell Gage, who's been playing well. And then Hayden Hurst is there, catch touchdowns in the red zone at tight end. Like, it's a really dangerous offense. You have a head coach that coached both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball uh, on this team. So he's he has a relationship with everyone on his team. You, you hear people complain about uh, sometimes if you have an offensive-minded head coach, they don't have much of a relationship with the defensive side. Morris has been on both sides. Uh, he... He at heart he yeah. is a defensive coach too. So I think some of that showed last week. And then we have the University of Hawaii alum running the defense for the Falcons, Jeff Obrick. So I had to throw that in there. Got to throw a little yeah. Hawaii love in there. Yeah. We won't talk about his little incident at UCLA. Uh, but in other than that, you know, it was a it was a good showing, good bounce back showing after your coach gets fired. Yeah, but you, you know just, how you stop Atlanta? Move to the second half. That's but that's the same problem with Detroit. That's so sick, something, yeah. so something's got to give. And I'm gonna take the home team, so I'm gonna take Atlanta minus two and a half. 
I mean, so that's my that's my second pick. Now you got me thinking that maybe the better bet is the under on the second half. Potentially, because some or or the over, depending how the first half plays out. Yeah. Uh, if the if the first half plays out where it's slow, absolutely playing the over in the second half. <laughs> they got to score at some point, right? Both defenses have proven they're going to give it up. You know, it's just it is what it is. Uh, the game that I thought about for like five seconds was the Cowboys Redskins. Oh, sorry, Washington Football Club yeah. and Dallas. Um, yeah, you better watch out; you're going to get canceled. I know, I know, man. We're going to get shut down after three shows. Shut down. Me, no, me, no disrespect with that. It's just habit. Um, Football team. <laughs> that game. That game is. You know that that game is a pick'em. It is. You know, I. Uh... I thought last week that Dallas would have a better showing, even with Andy Dalton. But yeah. he definitely looked like his timing is off. You know, his well, he's in practice. Yeah, I mean, he, he hasn't practiced, practice. but he hasn't played in games in in a while. Right. And, and no training camp, right? He's again same. This is that thing with the new quarterback, new team. Yeah. No training camp. So, you know, so yeah, no yeah that, that's my only concern with this game is that you know how is he going to show up? Is he going to show up as the Andy Dalton with his timing down, with you know right. comfortable with the offense? Making right. the plays that we, we know he can, or is he going to be the one that was playing last week where right inconsistent was missing right numbers, you know like just just didn't yep. look like he was comfortable. Yep. And well, and then and then the the discourse you're starting to hear coming out of that locker room, uh, you know where they're 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 put they're, you know I guess reportedly turning on McCarthy and Nolan, uh, turning against the coaching staff already. It's six games. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, who, know, who knows? So, who but knows? it's so classic. But it's yeah. so classic Dallas, right? It's just the drama <laughs> that comes with Dallas, right? I mean, I'm a Giants fan, and of course, I have a sentimental slight towards the Seahawks. <laughs> on top of that, I mean, the Cowboys. I, you know, and it's entertaining. Let's just put it that way. But you know, it was, it was tempting for me to to take the Cowboys on this game because I think talent wise, they just have so much more. And you know, Kyle Allen just looks terrible at quarterback. And Alex Smith's not ready to step in. Yeah. They they definitely don't look like they ever want to bring Haskins back in at this point. But, wow. yeah. you know, and it, it just doesn't seem that way. But at the same time, nah, I kind of, I'm going to lay that one down because I want to watch the Cowboys for one more week. I want to see if they can bounce back. Because uh, if they look flat again, and, and historically, the Redskins, oh, here I said it again. Washington plays Dallas really tight. No yeah, matter how good, no matter how good their teams are, they always yeah. play them tight. They usually do. It's like a, it's like a rivalry game. It is. It's an old school rivalry game. No matter how bad the, the Washington football team is, they'll put up a fight. Yeah, it's like UCLA USC. Yep. At least the first half is entertaining, and then at some point in time, someone, someone runs away with it. So I'm gonna lay that one down. So my third pick, I'm gonna go with three this week. Three picks. I'm going three, right in the wave, baby. Wow. You know what? Four you know, of the last two weeks. You got to play the hot hand. I mean, come on now. What happens when you play blackjack at some point in time? That average bet, that bet better get raised before you, you know, you don't cash in on that run. When they bring in the closer and shut it all down. Yep. When they bring in the cooler, it's over. <laughs> so maybe I'm going to be my own cooler this week. Who knows? But the game I like and the team I like playing overs on this year, and I've been doing it, and it's because of offensively this team just shows no fear, and they just keep coming. Whether or not they, they keep scoring, whether they score or not, they're always efforting to do it. They're always making progress down the field, taking chances. 
Um, so I'm looking at the Bengals and Browns game over under 50 and a half. I'm taking the over in that game. Wow. Yeah. I was looking at the game too. I, the only thing I didn't like about that is I just don't trust the Bengals. Well, I, th- I think that's why I want to play the, I, that's why I want to play the over. Uh, their defense is just not good. And so the Brown, the Browns will look better. They'll bounce back after that game against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I think the, I think definitely the Browns will score. It's right. just with Burrow at quarterback. I love it though. I, I, I love it. Sometimes he doesn't, right? And he's a rookie. So he's going to be inconsistent. What I like about him though, he keeps putting it up. Yeah. You know, the last game they played, week two, they put 65 points up combined. So, of course, the, the fly in the ointment here is the Browns star running backs are hurt. Kareem Hunt is playing, but he has a strain, he has a strain adductor, strain groin. So that's going to make it tough for any running back. The, the Bengals don't play defense. And uh, and the, but at the same time, the Bengals just keep coming at you. Even if they're down 20 points, they're going to try to score. So I think in today's NFL, 50 points really isn't that high. Scoring's up so much right now. It's because not, every, yeah. it just, it's just such a – we got to really be careful about looking at this year the same way we look at every other year in the past because it's just not the same. And I think that helps a quarterback like Joe Burrow who's willing to just be a gunslinger and get out there. But you watch him, man. You, when you blitz that kid – He's money. He doesn't panic. He's cool, man. They got something in him, and they got so much talent in the receiver. AJ Green might be the third receiver. He might be wide receiver three right now on that team. He's a slot receiver now at this point. Like, I mean, because you got Boyd and Higgins. Higgins from Clemson, a rookie from Clemson. Yeah. That kid. That kid's showing up. And then whenever John Ross doesn't tear his hamstring, you know he's that deep threat, and you know yeah. they can open up the field for you. And then you have Joe Mixon, who'll be solid at running back. So, I mean, they have so much on offense. I feel like, you know, this game will probably be Cleveland. I would love to see the Cincinnati win. I would love to be wrong on that. But it's probably going to be Cleveland. I, I would think the final score is going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 34 to 27. Yeah. So, um, just, just for context, the last game that they played was uh, September 18th. And it was Cleveland 35, Cincinnati 30. It was a Thursday night game. And, yes, there wasn't field Monborough yet. But, uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's been six weeks of watching him play. I, I don't see anybody slowing him down yet. It's too hard. He's got so many weapons out there, and he makes good, solid decisions. It looks like he takes his time, and he goes through his progressions. And he's going to be fun to watch uh, over the next few years, especially this year, to see them grow. They're competitive. Look at their scores in their games. Outside of maybe one or, t- one or two blowouts, they're pretty competitive. I'm going to go with that. So my three picks this week would be Cincy over 50 and a half, Atlanta at home, giving the two and a half. And then my last pick would be the Buffalo Bills first half minus seven. Nice. So that's five picks, man. Well, you got the hot hand, so you can take more than two. Right. But I could also, I could also mess with my winning percentage pretty quick this week. Nah, (laughs) (laughs) every now and then you got to throw one up. You know, Hey, this is a this is a twenty-seven foot three-pointer going up right now. Just seeing how hot I am right now, just gonna put it up there and see how it goes. Uh, I mean, this is our first show where we actually uh, are gonna, are giving our picks, kind of what we're our thoughts, as opposed to just posting on our Instagram page. Yeah. By the way, visit us visit us on our Instagram page at at Voices for Blogging. Beyond there, follow us. The link for the podcast is there. But yeah, man, this has been fun so far. I mean, fun. I look forward to doing more yeah. more shows like this. Uh, these kind of express shows, these quick shows. And we'll uh, we'll see how the weekend goes. Awesome. So with that, anything else you got there, Royce? 
Nothing else except that I will be in Vegas on Sunday. Well, driving up to Vegas. exciting, man. After the games are done, are you driving in the morning? Uh, I'll probably drive like in the morning or early afternoon. Yeah, listen to the games on the radio. Yep. Uh, with that thought of Roycey driving in the desert by himself, we're going to leave you guys. Good luck, everybody. And uh, like always, for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> we'll see you when you see you. And uh, yep, take care, everybody.